my mom's like, she's gonna look at some shit called Deborah, uh, De, um, Debbie, uh, De, what's her name? Debbie? The Donna. Donna. Oh, Donna. Yeah, yeah that shit. Mm-hmm. She's gonna look at the plantation, yo. I sent the text of what the, um, the spot she's gonna look at tomorrow. What? Is she on? Because Donna's going to base it out of Tallahassee, though. She's still saying that? Right. Yeah, no. Why? She said that, like, yo, you still want to have, like, the barbecue piece yeah, down yeah, in the country fact. to give the people, you know, the down home. You know what I'm saying? Fight fact. We, really, we need real nigga shit. Yeah, but it's, it's go- that shit's on the plantation. Like, a real, like, nigga, Thomas Jefferson plantation. Let me be specific. Like it's I'm gonna be real be, with you, Alex. I'm gonna be real with you, Alex. Plantation, yo. Nah, Alex, I gotta let you know something, yo. Like I'm a Jersey nigga for real. Like I don't even know, like plantation. I've seen about him in movies and shit, or like on TV. Mm-hmm. But when you be saying that shit to me, it don't mean nothing. Oh, okay. It's a big fucking farm with some trees. Like I don't know. Nah, it's just it's the big house, man. It's just the, the the shit that you see on TV, but it's the big house. Mm-hmm. Okay. And shit, but, you know, I just don't that that shit just always I don't know maybe it's because I seen so much of that shit down there. That shit is just weird when they're like, oh, we're gonna do it at the Pebble Hill Plantation, but it's Thomas Jefferson's plantation. When I get there, if I see it, I might feel weird. But like right now, I don't really have no real expectation because you got to think. I don't know anything about that shit. Yeah, now I put the I put the shit in our group text like where that shit is at. It's called Pebble Hill. Oh, man, I ain't look. No, 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 that's all right. It's just, it's just when I was right. like reading the history, like they omitted the real shit that happened. Oh, it was. Oh, but Geneva would be telling us. And it was ha- it was handed down to his daughter, and then this daughter, and now it's this wonderful, cared for, you know, endowed by something <laughs> like yo. Right, right. I just look at that shit like I mean, at some point my ancestors traveled through there to get to Cairo, and so that's how I look. That's how I really look at it. Yeah, when you say it that way, Alex, I'm taking a step back and taking it. I'm, I'm starting with you. Nah, but that's what I'm saying. Like we know yeah. the history. Like we can yeah. probably track that shit literally back to that plantation. Like that shit is just wild to me. Yeah. Wow. So, so I don't know who playing music. Eh? Uh, no, nah, that was me. My bad. Cut that off. I forgot. You know. What I'm saying? <laughs> I was bumping. Yo, that yo, put it out there. That new Eric Bellinger shit is. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. God. Come on, he's a great so writer. Fucking hard. Nah, he's but a great he, writer. He ain't had no good albums till now. Niggas, niggas could say otherwise, but to me, he, this one is tip of top. That's probably because it's shorter, and he's been putting. Out oh, that's exactly books. it. Oh no, he oh, has thirty-five um, records on that <clears throat> other yeah. album. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I ain't listening to no shit like that. Nah, that nigga should be dope, but I definitely gotta like pull tracks out. I can't just uh let that nigga like play. Yeah, I'm somebody else much. make me a mixtape. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Well, if, if you if you're not a, if you're not aware, you are listening to the Better Than You Pod coming to you another week. Uh, salutations, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you may be listening to this podcast. Go around the room real quick. Ant, what's good? I'm good, man. How y'all doing? I'm all right, brother. Yourself? Another day, another day. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> B, what's happening? Man, everything is good here, man. I got no complaints. What's up, Joe? Oh, yeah, it's all good over here, too, man. Recording on a nice uh, Monday night. You know what I'm saying? Get this up. Get this out. Get this up. Get yeah, to the people. You know what I mean? No doubt. Carrying over my day to another day. I'm on this, uh, I don't know, Coke and whiskey. I don't know what I'm on. Coca-Cola, not Coke, but Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coca-Cola and whiskey. And whiskey. Um, <laughs> go right into it. As my tipsy ass try to get it together. Um, this past Friday. Yo, do men get about- tipsy, yo? <laughs> nah, I'm tipsy. I'm tipsy because nah, I'm tipsy. tipsy, tipsy, tipsy. No, we get, no, we get no, nice. No, we get nice. No, nigga. Okay, alright. Oh, yo, grown man, that never told me he's tipsy, tipsy again. Right, yo, yo, I'm nice. Know. What's nice the nigga tipsy. name? He had a whole song. Everybody in the road get tipsy. Whatever. I don't care, Jaquan, yeah. Jaquan came up to me one day and told me, yo, I got one more Emmy. You should show me the Rough Riders. I looked at that nigga like he was crazy. But anyway, yo, um. This past Friday was uh, Juneteenth. We previewed it. Well, actually, not necessarily previewed it, but we actually kind of talked about the true meaning of Juneteenth and what it was about after we saw a lot of the corporations and a lot of um, acknowledgement of it coming up 
for Friday if you listen to our last podcast, which you should definitely, definitely 100% go and check it out. Uh, talking about Juneteenth. But just to give a quick recap, I'm not sure if it hit, and you guys can kind of tell me if it did. It felt different, meaning Juneteenth actually meaning something. Um, for me, I'll just be real quick with it. Juneteenth, I honestly never really knew what it was growing up, but as I kind of, uh, uh, I guess, matriculated through the music industry, June is also the uh, Black Music Month, and that's how I really became familiar with what Juneteenth was and how it associated with um, uh, Ju- uh, Juneteenth and Black Music Month. Shout out to LeBaron Taylor. <clears throat> um, so that's how I really became familiar with what the relation was with the two things that I was doing in Juneteenth at that. But how did it feel? Did it come off a little bit different? How did it feel? Was it the same old Juneteenth to you if you recognized Dog. it before? You know, it's uh, go ahead, B. I brought a big green egg. I brought like a hundred and something dollars worth of meat paws. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I grilled my ass off all weekend and I invited mad people over so we could socially distance, chill on, on the outside. You know what I mean? Some of them was our cousins that you need to meet, Alex. You know what I mean? We just chilled. We ate food, drank, and chilled. But I'll let you know. So just to answer your question, take a step back. This felt like the biggest Juneteenth that I've ever felt in my life. Um, we all had Juneteenth T-shirts. You know what I mean? I gave out Juneteenth T-shirts to other people who asked me for it because my cousin was making them. You know what I mean? They're just different styles. They were really high quality. So it wasn't no bullshit. Like niggas was really paying money for the shit. But then, you know, before Juneteenth, Donald Trump said, or maybe it was on Juneteenth, he said, Nobody heard about this holiday, and he made it the most popular ever. And a lot of black people I talked to were kind of mad about that. But what I said is, he's probably right. I swear, I'm glad you said that. I swear to God, I felt that. He is, yo, <laughs> he is probably right, and I don't, I'm not trying to take it away from him. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yo, you gotta think, man. Like, this shit just sat there. They, some niggas might have said some niggas like, oh, this dude teeth but when it was against this nigga and we could celebrate our blackness and be like fuck this nigga you know say he tried to take mm-hmm. our holiday away like there we floss on these niggas and that's what the, that's why the shirts come into play that's why me spending money on the meat and buying the big read egg comes into play niggas was outside niggas was wearing juneteenth shirts they was being they was throwing fists up niggas was happy to be black you know what i mean like it was that period of time and we haven't had one of those in a long time like we kind of show out during black history month but like not for real you don't really have shit until you have a day. And we got a day, man. This is our Super Bowl. This is our July 4th. You know what I mean? Like, this is special for us right now. So, I mean, that's how I looked at it. How about you, Joe? Well, let me say this, right? <clears throat> I'm one of those people that heard of Juneteenth, like, Word. years ago when I was younger. But it was never anything that we celebrated. And I really thought it was, like, really regional for, like, Texas and, like, the really deep south, right? And um, so I really never really, like pay much attention to it but i guess in maybe like the last uh few years or so it's been like more and more like prominent in my mind like oh shit it's fucking juneteenth you know maybe the last 10 years definitely the last five because i remember it being mentioned in um what's that show atlanta mm-hmm. they talked about juneteenth had an episode and blackish had an episode uh juneteenth where they went all out and they yeah were talking- they did that was a uh, that was about like three four years ago, and uh, even a Kenya news show, Kenya Barris's new show, uh, Black Black AF and shit, he had to do a Juneteenth episode himself in there. So it's something that I never really celebrated, was aware of, and uh, really started thinking about recently. But like Brian said, yo, um, we could be mad at Trump when he said that shit, but. It was kind of facts, you know what I'm saying? Not that nobody's ever heard of this shit, but the fact that by this nigga was so right. cash that mm-hmm. motherfuckers' antennas went up and they said, yo, hold up, Juneteenth, I heard of that. Well, maybe I didn't. What is this? And like Brian said, everybody showed out. And it was like, became like the ultimate, like fucking, it already was for whoever was celebrating, but it became this ultimate, like fucking cookout day, celebration day. You know what I'm saying? Doing it big, like yeah. we do 4th of July or Memorial Day or later. Word. But heightened because, like Brian said, it's our day. 
So um yeah yeah I mean I went to, I went to look kick cookout you know we had some shots for Juneteenth and whatnot you know what I'm and uh yeah that was it but you know hell hopefully your uh, momentum continues and shit and maybe you had a day off next year and if we don't have it off whatever man turn up and celebrate yo what about you Ant? Nah I thought it was good I saw a lot of celebrations a lot of kickbacks everyone seemed to be enjoying themselves I'm just glad people are taking it seriously and like understanding the history behind it and the importance of it. Um, like I said, it was a lot of like festivals and a lot of barbecues and a lot of marches and things of that nature. Like people still not, not being quiet about things and not giving up. And they just want to bring to light the importance of this day. And I think that, you know, just enjoying this one thing, but always keeping in mind the importance of the day itself. And I see that they're trying to push for legislation to make it a national holiday. It's something that should be done, should have been done a long time ago. Just, I, I really want that and need that to happen, but it is glad to see people together, enjoying themselves, having a good time. And like Brian said, we don't really get like a kind of a black celebration. Like I said, we get in February, but it's like the dead of winter, so it's kind of gathering people together and so on and so forth. But like at this time of year, it's an outdoor event. You can get people together at home, at a park, at whatever. Just have a good time, and I'm I'm glad people really got wow. the most out of it and really enjoyed it. Facts, man. And we people of the summer, nigga. man. We African, yo. yo like, uh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> my niggas. It's on a Saturday next year, too. Ah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> nigga, we turning this shit the fuck up. We about to have a slang. Yo, niggas need to invent a handshake, man. Who's supposed to get on that? Like, somebody like T.I. or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Stop telling <laughs> us not to buy some shit, man. Make up a handshake for Juneteenth, my nigga. Let's do some shit. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you care for since I know Ant mentioned he thinks it should really be a national holiday. Does, does, that, does that matter to you? Or does yeah. it matter more that it's recognized has a bigger um so uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh huh. So 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 even even it, it being what it is, and I understand that Juneteenth being what it is, we made it the biggest this year, but it still has a cult following. You know what I mean? And what I'm saying is, is that, and what we're saying, I should say, is when we want, when making the national holiday, it's said, we'll take it away from the cult following and. You know what I mean? Like Hallmark has to make a card for it now. You know, like your your uh, your boss or office has to recognize it now. You know, like those type of things, and that's that's why I ma- it matters to me that because as soon as Trump leaves, um, you could see Juneteenth going away. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it it it's easy, and this is this is why you can make an argument that Trump. Mm-hmm. Is has done a great job for black people, and this is why yeah. people can make an argument that Obama maybe set us back a little bit. And I know it's a weird argument to make because of how amazing he is, that, how much a, he did. You know what I mean? Argument. Yeah, but it's <laughs> but it, but but it, there is you know it's absolutely a Joe argument. Mm-hmm. But it is but there is something to be said about like us taking a step back on our blackness and. Like Whoopi Goldberg had put one time being able to put our suitcase down and feel at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, you don't want to get too complacent. You, know? you want to hold everybody to task because, you know, being black in America is still 12 percent. We still got to, you know, I, I know we're a thing, but we got to make ourselves a thing. You know what I mean? And it's just it's just different. You still see us dying and shit like that. And you, we want to make sure everybody's active. So, yeah, like we want to make it a national holiday, just like. You know, MLK Day was a national holiday. It would be another win for us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can't add shit to that, man. That's exactly what it is, man. Make it a national holiday. So we got that day cemented in stone because, like Brian said, when we ain't got the devil sitting there in office no more, like the absolute devil, you get, like, uh, a little comfortable and shit, you know, and Juneteenth might just, you know, slide back to being uh, just another thing that folks overlook, but... Yeah, man. I, I I hope that they do push that through in the times we in the times we're in now because Trump out here on his rally shit, you know what I'm saying? Trying to spark uh his base and shit, trying to see what he can do this next <laughs> election. And uh, I hope we get the motherfucker the fuck out of here, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can stay right there, Joe, since we're talking about it because there was the whole we spoke about it in the last podcast. Um Trump initially had this rally set for June 19th, then he uh, recanted on that and then made it for June 20th, and on June 20th, Trump had his Tulsa, Oklahoma rally 
which was just really just a bunch of speaking to his base, if you ask me. I mean, I, I didn't watch it in, in total. I saw clips. I don't know if any of you guys watched it in total, if you just kind of caught really the main points. I say this, man. I say this. I just read like a couple articles online. I wasn't giving that shit none of my energy over the weekend yeah. and today Monday. So I'm like, yo, we're going to probably talk about it. So I just read some articles online. I was happy that uh, mm-hmm. that motherfuckers uh, tendons wasn't what it was supposed to be. You know what I mean? That's what I'm happy. About. Yeah, yeah. And they got, it, it, was a, it was an arena for 19,000. It was really to spark his, his campaign because they've been lagging. Mm-hmm. And he pulled up with 6,500. Like, niggas <laughs> just did not show. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's got to be a hit on Trump. Yo, he got to feel a certain way about that shit. And matter of fact, there are already reports he was yelling at people backstage because Corey Lewandowski and them motherfuckers, they promised him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They told him, like, yo, these people are going to show up. And then, and if you watch every single show going up to him, he said, well, a million people want to come. And then everybody was like, well, how are you going to fit a million people in a, in a room full of 19,000? And then Trump was on... Um, was doing press conferences saying, well, they're already waiting out there now for me. You know what I mean? Like, shit like that. So now, when he shows up, and then don't nobody show there, like, Slime look a little stupid as fuck. And ain't really shit he can say about it, except for, you know what I mean? Except for, like, look ignorant. Like, you even have um, Nancy Pelosi uh, uh, yeah, trolling him. Yeah, she was that. like, she was like, um, oh, sixty five hundred. That could have been a Zoom meeting. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> like, yo, she killing him a little bit. And, but, also true in that same breath, what Trump is doing now is he's focusing back on the election. He knows he's losing by big, and he's he's saying that they're going to steal it doing um, mail-in votes. He said it's going to be the most corrupt election ever. I mean, he's putting that out there. Oh, so he's setting it up already, yeah. Yeah, he's setting it up already so that, you know, once he doesn't want to leave. You know? And so we're going to actually find out whether the military is going to serve the former commander-in-chief. Or is the military going to serve the current commander, commander in chief? Because if he doesn't want to leave, somebody might actually have to remove him. Oh yeah. Let me, let me ask you, what about um? Did you? I know this this is that one uh, clip of uh, the quote unquote blacks for Trumps uh, running yeah, around yeah, with a <laughs> I'd be asking how. I wonder how much the check was to do that. Nah. I, I keep asking on every they person, how paid, much was the God. check? They ain't get paid, guy. I believe them, motherfuckers. Nah, come on, you tell me they got paid. Let me feel better about my shit. No, I wish, but here's the thing, and this is the problem I have with it. Everybody know I be going around talking to people about politics and all the rest of that, yo. I had known black Trump supporters, you know what I mean? Like, niggas you might not have expected, like regular niggas, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That were just black Trump supporters in in the neighborhood, and they all have different rationales for it, but they was riding... They flag, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like some of them niggas was like, yo, he's a businessman, you know what I mean? Like that makes some people actually feel good. Some people was like, well, shit. Yeah, get rid of some of these damn Muslims. You know what I'm saying? Close the border to these motherfuckers. Some people yeah. were saying that shit, you know what I mean? And listen, black people are diverse as fuck. Like, I get mm-hmm. it that we that we largely get, but you know what I mean? If if it if if it tugs on your hearts, chains, and all the rest of that, then they gotta move. To a different direction. Now, this is where these people were unique. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't hear them niggas no more. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Niggas ain't gonna say that shit right now because Trump is so trash and he's exactly. showing himself to be a white supremacist versus us. That's why it looks so dark when those people do it. You know what I mean? But the fact that that they're doing it, like I'm not confused. It makes me feel that they're ignorant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, yeah, I just feel like they're ignorant. But I, I don't, you know, I don't think they were paid. And now they exist, definitely. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad his rally like flopped. And I heard what I'm reading right now it said it was a second outdoor venue that uh, had so little people that the president and uh, well, that Trump and fucking Pence like both canceled their appearances there and shit. So, I mean, that's what it is. Cause the motherfuckers like, yo, I'm gonna go to Tulsa. I'm saying it's mad white folks there. You know what I'm saying? And of course, this you know. Sight of you know the tragedy happened, the massacre, and you know Black Wall Street, and shit like that. You know he went there. We're gonna have all these white folks there, in town and shit. Piss off the black folks a bit. And I'm, I'm glad he didn't get his shit. Uh, was it true? I saw something that said that that um well to get the tickets you had to I don't know if it's a raffle or you had to like 
submit something and they said that people that had no intention of going like kind of took some of the seats is that true or it is true ish okay here's the thing okay those people actually did do that Mm -hmm. it was like a tiktok thing and they and and it was a whole bunch of white people you know what i mean like you know the young kids we'd be talking about yeah they did do that but trump and them we waited uh, most of them out if you listen to the trump campaign okay and i mean so the trump campaign knew about this thing and said well we weeded those out they're they're even saying that now even after you know what i mean uh even after they had a low turnout they're saying well it, it the, those those people on the tiktok thing they don't count because we weeded them out mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yeah it's true but you know they're saying it's not it didn't affect the numbers now they could just be lying to floss because the niggas those little young kids won but mm-hmm. i mean that's what they're saying Word. Word. <clears throat> but uh shout out to those black people who are uh, <laughs> uh bamboozled that's the word i want to use in, in uh accreditation to the movie bamboo or bamboozled dancing to whatever song they were dancing to i saw a bunch of memes well not necessarily memes but a bunch of different songs they were throwing up while they were doing a little shimmy to a shit like that Shout out to y'all. I swear, yo, tell me how much the check is. I just want to know. Just tell me how much the check is. But uh, more important than that, uh, on Sunday was Father's Day. And as uh, myself and Brian, as two African-American fathers, and as uh, Joe and Aunt Aunt R as uh, Black godparents and uh, uncles, Stuff like that. It's a very important day for us to really reflect. I always talk about not for myself, speaking uh, solely of myself, not not necessarily having the same amount of respect for Father's Day as a lot of other fathers do, because I just think I'm just doing the job that I'm supposed to do. It felt a little bit different. It felt a little bit. I felt I don't know if it was because of George Floyd. I don't know if it's because of the times I kind of felt differently than what I have um, spoke about in in the recent year or in past year of us doing this podcast, how I kind of don't really look at Father's Day as a day. Like I'm I'm really doing what I'm doing, but I kind of took a little bit of pride in this, a little bit more of pride in this day than I normally have. Actually more than I ever have Mm -hmm. in any previous year. And I I don't know why that, I, I I don't know why I did, you know, I say I really couldn't pinpoint it, and I, and and again, I'm, I know I'm taking up a lot of time just talking yeah. about myself, but no, no, you good. Go ahead. It, it was just it, it felt different. It hit different when I woke up in the morning. Like I was expecting things. Like I normally wake up saying, you know, don't do nothing, or I say don't do anything. I, I found myself the night before the the leading into the weekend, not saying those things, but really taking pride in yeah. being far. And I like I said, I can't, I don't, I can't pinpoint it. I still haven't pinpointed yeah. why I feel that way, but I did, you know, I did puff my chest out a little bit more than I, yeah, than, yeah. I than ever, you know, mm-hmm. during this specific Father's Day. Go ahead, B. Yo, I, I mean, like I told y'all, man, I, my weekend was lit. Like I had people over on <laughs> Juneteenth until 3 a.m. And then I had people over the day after until 10 p.m. And on Juneteenth, we celebrated being black by having fun and playing loud music outside and chilling and talking about black people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then the day after that, you know, we played um, uh, a black card revolt and, and we just ate and it was more relaxed than violent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I was drained by by uh, uh, Sunday. So we went to a restaurant and and got, you know, a nice restaurant and, and pick up, picked up some food to bring home. You know what I mean? And I'll let you know, Alex, man, I'm glad you said that because it was something to notice. And I may not have noticed it unless you would have said that, Alex, is that I felt like I got more attention this Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Than, yes. In a real long time. And it felt weird. Like, it was like, it was like, I always, I, I can't lie to you. Like, I always get a lot of attention on Father's Day just because I'm a mm-hmm. single dad. Like, you know, I mean, I, I do, which is you know the I mean? opposite of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so people, like, they definitely, you know what I mean? Like, they definitely go out of their way to, like, people who never celebrated Father's Day. Like, I, I do appreciate them because they're, like, I'm the person they go to for a lot of times, right? But this Father's Day, I think I, it was more people, I got it, 
differently. And I can't pinpoint what it was either, Alex. I mean, maybe it's the pandemic. Maybe well, it's George Floyd. You know I was mean? about. Yeah. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, no, I was about to say, like when Alex was saying and you saying it, it just like like you said, like when the pandemic has brought like I feel it's brought like family closer. And then with like uh, after George Floyd and also uh, the brother at the Wendy's, Rashard Brooks, it's like George Floyd, like you think about his daughter and shit, you know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. his, his kids he left behind. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like you just then just kill black, you kill a father, you know what I'm saying? And with Rashard Brooks, it's like, yo, this brother got killed, like, f- for no good reason right before his daughter's birthday, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And just with the whole, like, awakening of Black Lives Matter and white folks getting down with it and the white folks getting down with it, us caring more about Black Lives Matter. Because for a while, it was feeling like a hashtag, you know what I'm saying? That was just there. And That's a fact. With, like, Juneteenth being in the middle of all of this, you know what I'm saying? Just all of this blackness and... Like, Alex has been saying for a minute that he don't really care much about Father's Day and shit, you know what I'm saying? And I feel him, you know, because how we hold up, you know, the mothers and shit, because, you know, mothers like, ain't nothing like your mama, you know what I'm saying? But with the Father's Day shit, I can feel if you don't want to, like, if you're not normally, like, super high, like, it was Father's Day, you don't do my job, hold me down. But the other side, like, being, like, dismissing it, nah, you got to have that, like, happy point in the middle and shit where it's like, yeah, I'm doing my job, but thanks for celebrating me for doing it well, you know what I'm saying? And, nah, I mean, I hell, I, I never had a father, ain't been a father, and I appreciated it more this year than ever, you know what I'm saying? And um, I'm happy that y'all got that feeling, got that extra love wow. and shit, you know what I'm saying? Because, shit, man, it, it's, it's well-deserved, you know what I'm saying? It's well-deserved. But that's, and, that, that's mm-hmm. another thing, man. Oh, I'm, I don't mean to cut it, but that Rashad book shit bothers me so much because it's so mm-hmm. much about him being a dad. Mm-hmm. And it tugs on the part of, you know, because that was his whole conversation. And then it tugs on the part of me that is goofy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, the silly part of me that realizes, like, if that police officer does not shoot him, it's on America's Funniest Homeless Videos with the soundtrack in the back. He gets out Monday because it happened on the weekend, yeah. Yeah, like, it's just, like, so the police officer made it serious. And for what? And you know what? You know what? Um, That might be the, I don't, I don't know if that's what it is, but, so my daughter's birthday was June 16th, which was Wednesday, maybe? I'm not sure. But um, obviously, we we were able only to really kind of truly celebrate it on the weekend. So obviously, every single year, her birthday falls in line with Father's Day, no matter what. So her birthday was when we celebrated on Saturday and Sunday, and Father's Day was uh, Sunday. So I don't know, maybe that was it because it maybe I maybe in the best, subconsciously I was thinking about Rochelle Brooks. And he, I believe, if I'm not saying he did mention that he was trying to do something for his daughter. He mentioned it when he was talking to the uh, officer. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know if he did or if he didn't. But I, yeah, I, no, that was his whole yeah, conversation. That was, that was the whole oh, thing. Okay, right. right. So yeah, I can't, I can't remember, but maybe that's why it resonated so much because we celebrated mm-hmm. my daughter's birthday, which was June 16th, but we celebrated that Saturday, June 20th, and then that Sunday was Father's Day. Maybe that's the connection. I don't know. And like Joe said, I, I'm a person that kind of. I don't want to say I despise Father's Day, but I just I don't I don't know what I don't know what Father's Day is because I'm really just doing the job that I'm doing. But maybe that's what it was. Just going to what you were speaking to, Joe, and being that my daughter's birthday, we celebrated. And then right after that, we celebrated, you know, Father's Day. Maybe that was the connection with Rashad Brooks versus, you know, what I'm saying I don't yeah. I still don't I don't know. But being it's, that you guys just mentioned that, maybe I don't know if that's it or not, but maybe that's what it was. It might be a, uh, like uh, just a mixture every little bit and throw your daughter's birthday on top of it. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just shit just feel different now. You know what I'm saying? And just that whole build up of that of the weekend and shit. Juneteenth going into Father's Day and all that shit, man. It was it was good. I mean, this was probably one of my favorite like weekends of this whole like pandemic shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to, um, let me just go to Ant real quick. Cause I do want to say something else. Um, but Ant, I don't know, like, I know you kind of been under the weather a little bit, but I don't know how you kind of celebrate with you. You do, I believe you have, uh, nephews or nieces, correct? Right. I mean, uh, I spent, I didn't really spend time with them cause I, like that was just with their parents and stuff like that. But I went by my, um, my best friend's house 
and it was he was celebrating Father's Day with his dad. So it was his dad, uh, all his friends that were fathers, and like their sons and everything else like that. So like the wives and stuff had set it up that way. So they all kind of got together. They barbecued. They just talked about like being a father, being together, like like just this black men just having these regular ass conversations and the importance of, you know, like being recognized and stuff like that. And they always say like it's not necessarily important to be praised for something like that, but you realize, you know, how much you put in as a father, like those that are really dedicated to the job. And like I said, there should be some type of form of appreciation. Now it might not be as you could say commercialized as say father as Mother's Day is. Where like you have the flowers, the candies and all the commercials and everything else like that. But it was good just seeing like like all the fellas get together and them talking about it and then like like really trying to like take it to a point and recognizing it. And like that togetherness, that importance, and realize, you know, you do play like a major and a very particular part in the child's life. And it's a priority ha- having like a father or father figure there. So mm-hmm. like being together with them and seeing them give thanks towards each other and just having a good time, man, like it really meant a lot to me. And I was glad to be a part of it. And like I said, it's more than anything else. It just matters that, you know, you know, di- like disregarding the whole George Floyd thing and everything else going on, like, you know, the importance and the role of a father, no matter the color, is just important just to have that that person there. Like I said, some people don't have a father, but they have a father figure. That person matters just as much because it's important to the form of years of your life to have someone that other side of the equation that kind of gives you from their perspective so you kind of get a good balance of things. And mm-hmm. hearing all the stories, them talking about their children and their life and seeing like they've grown up and how good they're doing in their careers and, you know, it's always important to know that, you know, we're a part of this. It's it's not what they show on TV and it's not um, all the shit that they try to put off on us and try to seem like there are no good fathers out here or just a bad perspective more than anything else. Like, we matter. And just another day to show out. And like I said, that happening right after Juneteenth, like, you know, just, just a good day for black people and black fathers, period. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I, I wanna, I don't wanna steal uh, too far from what we're talking about, but I, you know, I have a 16 year old son. He, he's at that, and I know B can probably, well, may or may not understand it, because his daughter, it's it, it, for me. I always look at it. Daughters' relationships with their fathers are really different than sons' relationship with their fathers. You know, um, as as daughters may tend to draw closer and nearer to their fathers, their, yeah. you know, sons tend to want to be more independent and that kind of, I don't want to say established in manhood in a sense, but kind of established mm-hmm. who they are. And it was really interesting having a conversation with my son that we actually literally had it, which is why I was kind of late coming on. Uh, we were literally having it right before we got on the pod and we were having a discussion about George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery. And I was telling him, I was telling my son, you know, you may look at things differently from me, but I look at you no different than I look at Ahmaud Arbery, my father, or my, excuse me, my son, as you guys know, was a football player. So he's in these COVID times where he hasn't been able to go to the field or do a lot of things that he may normally do. He's been training and jogging around the neighborhood a lot. And I was relating it to him, relating to him like, you know, when you walk out of this house, when I'm still more than likely in the bed at 6.30 in the morning, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I wake up, I set my alarm for when you walk out this door. Normally, when I wouldn't, I set it because of Ahmaud Arbery. He couldn't understand why. And I, and 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 then it, and I always talk about this, and we've talked about it a lot. It really hits me that he's really grown up in a different America, or I've created a certain lifestyle for him where he doesn't realize things that I worry about are mm-hmm. not are non uh, he, uh, things he doesn't worry about we live in you know uh, a mixed neighborhood of uh, a well-established neighborhood in the, in the town from which we live but still you are walking you are excuse me you are jogging in this neighborhood and i'm worried mm-hmm. and it's really you know kind of forced me into a uh, situation where we had to, I don't want to say situation, but a conversation that we had today where it was really 
let me sit you down and have that you are a black man conversation more emphatic than I had before when it's like, yo, if you get approached by the cops, it's two words, lawyer, and I need to call my parents. You don't say anything else. But I, I kind of, and I don't, we don't have to get into it right now. Maybe it's a, a discussion for another time. It depends on how you guys feel about it. It was really the fact that he's like, well, I want to challenge that. Like, I feel like I've created a situation where he feels like he wants to challenge the police. And maybe it's my fear because mm-hmm. he's 16. Whereas if it were me, I could challenge that, but I can challenge that from a place of knowledge. Whereas his aggression as a 16-year-old and my tone and aggression as a 44-year-old mm-hmm. will come across different to an officer. And it's like, no, I don't want you to. And I feel like in my head, I'm saying that, but in my, I didn't really, I said, you know what, let's discuss it later. Cause I didn't want to take that power from him. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to be feeling power to know your rights and understand everything that's going on and be able to have the have be, have the ability to articulate it in the correct way where, and as I put it, you come home the next day. But, but yo, Alex, mm-hmm. um, I mean, if you would like to, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we got a list, you know what I'm saying? And the rest is, is like borderline bullshit, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to, like, having a convo like this. I would love to just stay on this topic for the next, like, 15 minutes or so and see if we can have a good conversation off it because I think it's really important, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And um, I'll say this myself. You know, I'm 39 now. And um, I got to say, ever since I've been, like, in my mid-20s up to now and shit, I kind of have a mixture of uh, like both ways, of, two different ways of how I pretty much handle the cops when I get pulled over. I've been pulled over like dozens of times, you know, mm-hmm. probably like three, four dozen times in the past like 15 years at least, you know what I'm saying, and maybe more. And um, I usually like, it's maybe how I'm feeling that day if I'm going to be like, Hey, blah, 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 uh, this, that, whatever. Uh, here's my stuff. How you doing? How's your day and shit? You know, being like real, like polite and disarming motherfuckers and shit like that. Or sometimes I'll be on my shit like, why you pull me over? You know what I'm saying? Why is this, that, whatever. And I feel like I pick my spots correctly, mm-hmm. but I've had um, like friends of mine in the car like, yo, Joe, you wildin'. Why you talking to this cop like that? You know what I'm saying? So I'm talking to him like this because this is how I feel. And, you know, he don't seem crazy, you know but it's like, right. you never know, so, like, it, it, it's, um, it's tricky, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's tricky, that's what, that, like you said, when he, he pops, like, how he talks to me when he feels he's standing on, not to cut you, when he feels he's standing on something right, and I can understand, as a, as his father, as his father, I reiterate that, as his father, I can understand and interpret that aggression as not a volatile aggression, yeah. mm-hmm. but as a father, as when he's like, well, I won't even ask you if I can go over here or over here because I know you're going to say no. And I say, it's not that I'm going to say no. It's that, that you know, I need, to, I need to know that you understand how to handle yourself in situations. Because as of now, you know, down, down here, you know, I'm in a southern state. You know, what is it, 16B? I guess you could really just drive to school Yourself, he has a he has again. We are in a, a, a specific type of neighborhood. His friend, who's the quarterback of his team, who's also black, he has a BMW. You understand what I'm saying? Like you know, you know what it is. If you know, mm-hmm. I come from New York and I come from a certain area. If you in a nice in a nice car and you have to be in a nice area and you have to be driving yeah. while black, you get pulled mm-hmm. over. And him not understanding what was taught to me because he's not necessarily facing it or he hasn't really. Um, can I just grown up just to that? Yeah, yeah jump, in, jump right in. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, Alex. I'm listening to what you're saying, and I feel like you're probably doing a better job than you think. Because mm-hmm. this is what happens, man. Part of part of the dude tested their dad is like not letting the nigga know that you agree with him. Like we've had this conversation before, where you said you tell your kids a lot of things, and you're raising them to be like 30, not to be like the the, the 12. 13 or 16 mm-hmm. or 17 or what they are right now, you know what I mean? And what's going to happen is he's going to get that pressure situation with a cop and 
with a gun and not know what the fuck to do, he's going to revert, resort back to what you told him mm-hmm. because that's the only thing that he fucking knows. All that shit he was trying to stand on before, it probably seemed a little bit stupid. He understands the respect the police. He understands to come home out this motherfucker. He understands it's dangerous. He understands it because his dad told him that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so I, that's what I mean. That's what I'm hearing. But he probably won't give you the satisfaction anytime soon because that's also what comes with the age. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, rest assured, stay on him because that's part of it. And you doing a good fucking job. And I'll let you know, like, I had to have that conversation with my daughter, like several times in a small way, but recently in a big way because she went to one of the protests without me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so I told her, like, the only thing I told her, she, she came and asked me if she's going to go to the protest. I, you know, I, I was totally down. I didn't give a fuck. But one thing I told her, I told her, I, and I, 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 um, I just looked at Danny and I said, yo, the police arrest you. You do not say anything. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. The only thing you say is you are going to call me. And I made sure she memorized my number. She said, of course, Daddy, I know you know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All that like that. And that was it. But see... That's a little bit different to having a guy and having a girl. He, she ain't going to be a knucklehead to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She going to understand what I'm saying. I didn't really have to have a long conversation. You know what I mean? Because she right. understood right. And, I, and I feel, you know, I feel, I feel yeah. my conversation with my, with my, you know, I have three girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that's 20 and then I got a 11 and 7. So I feel like my conversation with them will probably be a little bit more understanding because just, and that's yeah. why I specifically said, you know, yeah, the, the the relationship between fathers and daughters is real different between fathers and sons because you're yeah. trying mm-hmm. to piss around the same tree for for lack of a better term. Oh no, it's a fact. Yeah, so it's it's just different, and we really just had a real conversation. I'm talking about from what we just spoke about to him talking about he's not going to vote because then then challenging me on the electoral college and mm-hmm. the popular vote again those are things that we can probably discuss this time because i was like yo you want to come on the pot you want to come on i, I actually so you want to come on the pod and ask that question i said i'd rather i would want you to come on the pod i would love because, you know what uh, i'm saying yeah, and, that'd be and, so and, great. and, and, and ask that question <laughs> no 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 but it's not you know to be honest with you, i don't think it's about hate i think it's just know, because man. you know they they kind of live they live in they live in headlines yeah so they don't really read into oh in depth you don't know what, what i had the conversation i had to have was that um uh, 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 Joe Biden wasn't raping young women because oh. that's what the mm-hmm. fuck was going on with these kids. Yeah, they live I had to have that conversation. <laughs> and but you but you know what? And and I and I and I'll say this, and I'll be um, completely transparent uh, with any other parent that may that may be listening to this. I didn't know how to answer the question. I didn't have the no. Let me not say that. I didn't have the concrete answer. To that question, and which and that's one? why I said, which, which was basically, so he was really talking about, um, uh, he went into Trump versus Hillary and said, oh. well, Hillary won the popular vote, but the yeah. electoral college, you know that, mm-hmm. yeah. and we've heard, you know, if anybody's heard that Styles P interview, I think it was on our Combat Jack. Oh yeah, I remember. Even, right, where he even challenged that, like, explain that to me. It's like, you know what, and I don't have, you know, I'll be completely transparent. I don't have any problem saying that. It took me a second where I couldn't, mm-hmm. I, I knew what it was in my head. I couldn't mm-hmm. articulate. So it's like that math problem that you get from your well, 11-year-old mm-hmm. kid, but you know how to do it, but you can't Man, tell them how to do it I the way that they're that being nigga. shown in yeah, school. I would say <laughs> it's this. like I, I say, was confused. Go ahead, Joe. I say, I say this, Alex. Like, I've argued both sides of the why vote, my vote don't count, and you better vote because your vote counts shit. And I appreciate anyone that can give either argument very well, because I think there's definitely an argument for both in terms of voting for president. It's like if you are in when I was in Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I went and voted, right? You brought that up. Mm-hmm. But it don't it didn't matter who the fuck I voted for for president in Alabama because Trump was gonna win the shit regardless. And where I work now, you know, it's COVID shit, so right there. But when I when I'm at work, like about ninety percent of folks I interact with in my group are, are Republicans. The other ten percent, I'm just not sure if they are. Yeah, they all white, so they might all be Republicans. But when we had a conversation about going back and forth and shit, and they talk about president, this that, whatever, and how they how Joe Biden's joking, they're not going to vote for him, this that, whatever. I said, well, 
I said, I'm going to vote for him mostly because I'm black and I feel he's going to do more for the people and so and so. And I think Trump is trash. But, you know, lucky for me, I don't think Trump has a chance in hell winning Jersey. So, you know, you, your vote don't really count. Mm-hmm. And, so, I mean, there's ways to argue it. I'm sure that Brian can give us the real, like, extra concrete shit about how, okay, we should vote and shit, even with the electoral college, shit like that. And, I mean, I, I see that side of the shit, too, especially, my thing is, especially in the swing states, you know what I'm saying? If you ain't get yeah. out and vote in Alabama, all right. But if you sat down with, if you set out the shit with tens of thousands of motherfuckers, and you was in, like, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Florida, was at Wisconsin or some shit, Last mm-hmm. time, whatever you states where they like really close, then get your ass out and vote, nigga, because in a swing state. But I, I, I'll just pass it to Brian if you got something. Well, well, wait, uh-huh. before you pass it to Brian, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. we normally say we ain't going to hold you, but here I want to hold Brian because I really want, and you just feel about how, you, you know, you tell me what you feel about it, B. I'd rather my son be here to really uh-huh. ask the questions because B's going to give me an answer that I'm going to agree with. Whereas he may give him an answer where he may have a retort, and there may be a good back and forth. Uh, yeah, that, I, I wasn't even really but, gonna try to. Oh, okay, get okay, that. okay, um, gotcha, gotcha. You know, I, I guess like you know that would be like the instinct, but those those little moments come naturally. I don't. I'm speaking to the choir right now, okay. so it's like um, I, like I get it. Um, I get the argument against uh, not voting. It's it, it it does. It does fall on deaf ears a little bit, but when when you bring up the popular vote, but then you're against voting because the electoral college, like you know what I mean, like at some point in time you're gonna have to vote for that, and you got you could vote people in who would be for the um, popular vote. Like there's, I mean, there's it, it's it's an endless cycle as far as voting is is concerned. You know what I mean? Like if you want something to happen, like you have to vote, or you can't complain at the end of the day. That's the simple. That's it in its simplest forms. Um, but like I get it. You know, like, I'll be the one making the argument, like, every state shouldn't have two people. You know what I mean? Like, Utah and South Dakota, like, and North Dakota, like, nobody even lives there. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, so I get it, you know? Um, They don't have a lot in the Electoral College, but the fact that they're as much as they are and have as much representation in order to, like, structure America as, you know, they have the same representation as California, who... You know, it is literally has the fifth largest economy in the world. It could be mm-hmm. the country of California. You know what itself, I mean? Yeah. yeah. And they don't massively control our elections, even though they set most of the progressive policy that the United States of America and, and the world ends up following. You know what I mean? Like, but they don't they don't do shit um, more than uh, Florida or Texas. You know, what I mean? who really doesn't really progressively or in any kind of smart or intelligent way help control the United States of America. So there are real arguments against it, but in real life, like your vote matters because your voice matters, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's just part of it, you know, like democracy at its core, at like at its very core, it's hard, you know what I mean? But it's advanced citizenship. Mm -hmm. It's like listening to the motherfucker, um, that that you don't agree with and being able to respond and knowing like neither of y'all going to jail for just talking you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it's shit like that you know and that that that's what what it is it is core so like when you go vote man you fighting for those type of things that's part of your voice man yeah, I, wanna, I wanna um just real quick Joe, I, I, I wanna um really be more specific be more specific to people out there like my son he understands the aspect and what we were speaking to but this is just for everybody that's listening he understands the aspect of voting vote excuse me voting locally and what it really means and the true impact that it has voting locally he was really speaking to the presidential election and understanding the electoral that? college. No, I just want to make you know because yeah. like, you don't want folks. Cause I told him no because yeah, I told yeah, him yeah, I'm gonna yeah. talk about it. Yeah. I don't want him to think and then come back to me. Nah, that's not what I said. I was saying, but he was specifically speaking to the presidential election and. No, nah, I think we understood that. that. Like that's. Yeah. I mean, that's what I understood. Yeah, no, nah, it wasn't you. It wasn't you. It was really fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was gonna listen and okay. then kind of come back. Um. I just want to mention, because you mentioned something, B, and I really want to um, point out a, um, and then I know, Joe, you were about to make a point, but I just want to point this out real quick before I forget it, that I saw a uh, tweet by Ava DuVernay that Kentucky has used COVID-19 as an excuse to slash polling places 
for Tuesday's vital primary yeah. to defeat Mitch McConnell. There were 3,500 plus. Now there are 200. Jefferson yeah. County, where half the black voters are, will have one polling place for 610,000 plus voters. I just thought that was important. Hey, but it's, it's, be, it just he's thought, already me think about that. Issa mm-hmm. Rae been posting it too. Um, she okay. has she has a core post. I mean, I think it's with the sisters. They're really out there. Um, I did not know shit about it until I saw right. it being posted by a whole bunch of sisters. Mm-hmm. And, and um, this morning, I'll let you know this though. Like I, them saying that, I do not at all put it past Mitch McConnell. Right. Um, he's become a staple. There are people who have fought him, um, tooth and nail, and they've come close but haven't knocked him over. You know, both Democrats and Republicans. So I mean, he there's there's power in him in that base, even though he may not be popular. There's power in his staying power in that base that keeps him around. So I mean, that might be part of it, controlling the actual literal votes. Right, and I just looked at Issa Rae's Twitter feed. She actually pinned it to the top of her page about basically reiterating the same thing that uh, Issa mm-hmm. Rae kind of laid out as well. Uh, Joe, you were about. I'm sorry, Joe. I interrupted you. Were about oh to man, that was like five minutes ago. That point was okay. stepped over so long. I wouldn't even be. Crying. I know. <laughs> so, I was so, waiting for it, and then Alex went came in with the. Yeah, no, nah, because I thought about that at the top of my head. I was like, I don't want to forget this because I'm prone yeah. to uh, forget stuff in the middle. Yo, of my now. shit would have been so clever like four minutes ago. But yeah, but I just wanted to bring that up because you know conversations with my son are few and far between, and you know he's this. You know, they, well, he thinks he's this cool. Well, he probably is this cool and calm, collected kid who walks around without a shirt on, trying to embarrass me and stuff like that. But I love him, and I and I love the uh, interaction when he decides to engage in in important topics. And there's so much more that we discussed in how he doesn't the things with George Floyd and Amada Albury don't affect him the way that it may affect me, not necessarily as a parent, but as a black. There's so much more. Mm-hmm. to go into but i'll just say, i'll really save that for another pod you know to really kind of gauge maybe the youth perspective on a certain certain things and stuff like that and kind of use him as a as a jump or as a excuse me as a jump off <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't know what i say as a jump off point pause yeah. it if yeah, i'm not i don't know it's not me pause yeah <laughs> no, we just wow we ain't gonna go back to it. Uh, yeah. no let's forget it I, I i must i missed it i missed it i'm cool with it. um uh, well, i'm a, um go ahead go ahead no no you go oh okay i'm uh i'm gonna skip uh the plans thing but let me just go right to uh since we're in this mode, the Bubba oh. Wallace oh, and okay. Nooses and NASCAR. I'll, I'll, I'll jump back after this. Um, oh, no, nah, I thought you were going to be done after this. That's why I said fuck the rest oh, of the Oh, okay. But no, Bubba Wallace is important. Yeah, I think it's just, I, yeah. I think it's just worth a quick a quick mention. Um, I actually don't have the story up. I know what happened. I don't have the specific story up. Joe, did you have the specific story or you read it? I don't have, <clears throat> I mean, I, saw, I was watching like ESPN a little bit and they were talking about how basically they found uh, one of uh, his race team, his, his race team, and uh, yeah. found a noose in uh, yeah, in their, like, their area or whatever and shit like that. And uh, and NASCAR, they said uh, they kind of, they said he didn't see it. They say they got it. I guess they got it down for Bubba like saw it and like okay. that. And NASCAR, um, I saw ESPN give him credit like, oh, NASCAR could have covered this up, but they came out with a statement saying they're going hard for whatever. Yeah. And, um, that's that's cool. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate what NASCAR is doing, rolling with the times and shit. And I kind of give them a little extra credit if they really about their shit because we all know what the fuck NASCAR is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. NASCAR is Confederate flags for even like the quote unquote good white folks that would never shoot or lynches. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Everybody is a fucking hole and shit. You know what I'm saying? They take fuck. It, it's a it's crazy. And the fact that um, there's other black racers besides like Bubba Wallace. He's the only mm-hmm. one on that like major circuit. He's, so yeah, he's on the major circuit. Yep. You know what I'm saying he's he's the only he's the goods. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And I was a little shocked um how hard he went with the Black Lives Matter on his car and all that shit like that. But yeah, same. Um, because I mean I heard him speak before, and when I heard him speak a few years back. They were highlighting him for, you know, being black guy and this, that, whatever and shit. Um, he talked like he got it, but yeah. he also talked like he's one of the guys. And you never really know when you have a brother who is real cool and with the guys and it's all his white shit, 
how deep he really internalizes the shit. You know what I'm saying? You don't know if you got Kaepernick or you got yeah, yeah. Russell Wilson. Not to knock Russell Wilson because he's real. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. there's a difference. And I'm glad that this brother is seems to be a little more Kaepernick than like Russell Wilson and shit. Yeah, he, he went got, fucking he got, hard. He got the, the fucking fist, hardest man. place to do it. Yeah, and that shit is fucking nuts. That's ill. I mean, like NASCAR, like that'd be the last. That shit is like I would have been like, yo, bruh, you know what I'm saying? Um, we got this race shit popping off crazy. If anything, you should leave the sport. Um, yo, uh, leave the sport. Be safe, and we'll set up a GoFundMe for you, bro. (laughs) I'm gonna be real with you, yo. Like I, I feel like I go hard. And I, I feel mm-hmm. like I'll go hard a lot of times. If you get involved with NASCAR, mm-hmm. like, I might not, you know what I'm saying? I might be pussy. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, oh. that shit, like, the fact that he just did that at that at that place at this moment, like, when they're extra inflamed, and then NASCAR job having his back a little something hard, you know what I mean? Like, I, yo, it's, yo, I, I've said it before a few pods back. I'm gonna say it again, man. America is different right now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's just not the same. It's not what we're used to. So those old thoughts, processes, man, it, the same shit don't work. And it's like, listen to the kids. Because they still telling us what the fuck kind of world they want to live in. And in their world, some of them still like NASCAR, but they mm-hmm. don't mind black people or gays. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it is what it is, yo. And you just see that shit changing. Yeah, man. And shout out to uh, some of the good old boys that actually have his back. You know what I'm saying? It ain't tripping Jeff crazy. Gordon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeff Gordon and, being uh, one of them. Yeah, man. And fuck the rest of them. You know what I'm saying? And also, a super fuck you to the motherfuckers that uh, that's just trying to hide in plain sight. You know what I'm saying? That probably smile at this brother because from what I saw, they said where the, where the noose was, that shit wasn't accessible to fans, so you can't blame it on fucking toothless Billy Bob and shit for rolling up in there and doing <laughs> some shit, you know what I'm saying? They said it had to be, they said it had to be a driver or someone that worked there or someone that had like, someone that's associated with NASCAR, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. or at least a facility. So, you know, I just hope that brother hold his head and uh, keep representing. I follow him on uh, Instagram and shit, you know what I'm saying? I, that don't really mean nothing, but, you know, I follow him. Yeah, it is. I think it, I think it means something because he is a voice of a minority and a majority mm-hmm. of what really this establishment um, is fighting against. Because you know NASCAR is really, and they they are unapologetically about it. I mean, this is the first time they're really taking a stand. NASCAR is really redneck. We know what it is. Like we can call it that because mm-hmm. they even call them. They stand on that. They stand on being. You know, and I and I and you know, I'm in North Carolina, which is the home of NASCAR, so I see it religiously. Hendrick Motorsports, no doubt. Hendrick Motorsports. My last name Hendrick all of North from Carolina. North Carolina. They I must own you. Places from them niggas. I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, they don't yeah. own me, nigga. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> don't nobody own me. I'm free, yo. Freeborn black man in the United States of America. Yeah, but you're right. It is Hendrick. Hendrick Motorsports, yeah. one of the uh-huh. most powerful, powerful motorsports. They own separate entities throughout North Carolina, car lots, all type of things throughout North Carolina. You'll see them regardless if they're related to NASCAR or mm, not. So you have to write. You know, I want to I want to kind of end on a light note. We could just really kind of, uh, as Nick fans, we could just really kind of, you know, curve past it real quick. With the interviews, in, excuse me, interviewing Jason Kidd. I saw today Michael Woodson. I saw they were considering... Wow. Um, Kenny Atkinson, I don't think they formally interviewed they him. Better. And I know he's been, and then, um, what's my man from the Bulls? Uh, uh, tips, tips. Tips, thank you. Those are the names that are being floated around amongst uh, yeah. whoever was the interim coach in the meantime. Those are the names that are being interviewed and floated around. So, and as uh, we watch the NBA start to begin back up, I think Trevor Reza was kind of the first Big name, well named player. We know that opted out. He's he's playing for the Trailblazers, but he opted out not to uh, play in this uh, twenty two. I think it's twenty two team tournament that's going to be in Disney World. So he's kind of one of the big names, or rather named players that we are aware of that kind of opted out of that hey, opportunity to play. <laughs> the opportunity to play. So we will be looking forward to that starting up in uh, July. That will really kind of be one of the first 
I don't know how you feel about NASCAR if they're a major sport or not, but that will really be one of the first major sports to get started um, in July and watch how that, if they can continue on and and see how that works out because all the other entities will be taking their cues from them. And uh, college sports is talking about, Mm -hmm. yeah, college college football is supposed to be starting up, but I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, 32 players from Clemson were found to have COVID. So I don't know, college football said they're going to start up, but you know, that's a major powerhouse school that a lot Clemson of players got the monster. Yeah, they got the scabies <laughs> and all that stuff. So shit, I almost had a damn scabies. You know, I've been suffering with the damn fucking, uh, what is this shit called I have? The homosexual flu? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Single, 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 single. My hand is out. This is actually the I'll say since uh, Saturday. It was the first time I was able to use my right side. Not that right anything's arm. wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to, you know what I'm saying? I was like to get the right stroke. Now I'm just playing. I was able to use my right hand and start writing. And, uh, yeah, he's a nasty nigga. This nigga, right? <laughs> <laughs> this nigga got his shingles and started doing strangers. <laughs> <laughs> it started, it started using my, uh, started using my right hand. Started using my right hand and able to write with it and stuff again. So shout out to me. Fuck that. Shout out to me. Uh, well, we are, we um, we still praising Nick Cannon or not? Nah, fuck that nigga, B. Yo, ever since the nigga put that shit on his head, he say the stupidest shit in the world, man. Yo, you know when your son probably got that electoral college shit. He probably got that shit that nigga. <laughs> he started as Andre 3000 and ended at 1000. I don't know what he's doing. Oh, but as always. Yeah, but as always. But as always. Oh, damn, man. Drop. But as always, if you want to get at us, you can always get at us at Better Than You Pod on IG. We want all the praise and all the smoke. Uh, damn, forgot to mention Tiana Taylor's album. Take a chance, listen to it. We'll get into it next week. Yes, but until bye. next week, peace. Thank you. 100.